You know what's really difficult? I've discovered I've got a bit of a bad back at the minute, and I've discovered it's really difficult to wipe your bum when you've had a poo. Once you've got a bad back, you like when you twist, it, like to wipe your ass, it doesn't work that way. It's like it's really <laughs> annoying. I remember when I nearly broke my right wrist having to relearn to wipe left-handed. That was surprisingly that's difficult. A, I was cleaning teeth as well, just stabbing myself in the face with a toothbrush. And do you know, you're exactly right, because like right-handed, you bend this way to do it, unless there's anyone here that's a stand-up wiper, which is just weird beyond belief. I only found out about this as a thing recently, and it blew my mind. Who stands up to wipe? There are people that do this, apparently, and those people who stand up have no idea that there are people who sit down to do it. It's like bonkers. Surely you're going to butterfly effect if you do that. <laughs> Of course I'd... you do. You're clenching, and how do you get in there? <laughs> it bothers me. I th- I... J- judging by judging by Adam's face, I think he might be a stand-up wiper. Well, oh, <laughs> controversial. Oh, he is. He is <laughs> not stand upright. That would be ridiculous. But still, like, but crouch, like, crouch. Are you doing some kind of hover? Yeah. What Are the you hover? Are you a hoverer? I need to think about exactly. Are you a halfway house kind of guy? I think. I think that's what I am. You're the You're third hover- way. I play for Manchester United and for Manchester City. <laughs> Welcome to the world's most formulaic NFL podcast. We are the Long Snapper podcast. Um, you know what we do. We're here every week doing it. We're churning them out. Um, it's just it's just routine. It's fun. Um, I enjoy it. I don't know if anyone enjoys listening. Probably same not. old shit That's every week. Same old shit every week. Abs- absolutely. How are you doing, Mark? So I'm sipping a beer I'm as good, I, thanks, I, mate. How are you? I introduce you. Perfect. Perfect. You know we've been doing it six and a half years. Um, we we know what we know what how this all works. Um, Rich is here, back Morning. in the UK. Um, wow! Yeah. Look at him. He's real and all sorts. <laughs> Allegedly, oh, he hasn't brought a microphone to this gig, as you can oh, tell. No. Um, so it's it's tinny rich. Um, looks handsome, sounds terrible. Um, yeah, normally it's the other way around, so that's fine. Just um, like Peter Andre. <laughs> just just like Peter Andre. Um, how oh, are you God. doing, Pat? <laughs> I'm good. I'm better. I'm uh, not feeling like death warmed up this week, which is a nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah. Um, you didn't even go to Stevenage on Saturday. Um, no, three days in bed and then a couple of days struggling to get through emails and focus for more than an hour at a time, but I wasn't feeling up to uh, leaving the house Saturday still. I mean, uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Well, it's not a spoiler because I'm just telling you, um, but I did go to Stevenage on Saturday, which kind of came about because I might have been picking up a fridge from Stevenage. Um, and then then I thought, I could go take Henry and go and watch Stevenage. Um, we could go and go and join Pat, um, enjoy enjoy a game of football. Um, message Pat. Pat was still feeling a bit under the weather, didn't want to share his germs around. And then I was emotionally invested into going. So I thought, yeah, why not? Um, met Nate for the first time in person. Hey, um, he's bigger and hairier than he looks on, uh, on screen. Is that possible? Exactly, you wouldn't well, think so. No, I think to see what, yeah, Rich, that's exactly my reaction. I think he was exactly as big and hairy as I expected. <laughs> um, he was just as lovely as I expected in person. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird when that happens, and you sort of, you have like, yeah, you know, how tall someone is, you never consider. 
Um, but I'd say yeah, he's sort of average height. Wasn't paying if, a huge if they amount brought of back the honey monster, he should be the honey monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, I even gave him an opportunity to um, pop in just to laugh at the Tennessee Titans, but he's apparently too busy to even do that, which is a bit weird. Um, but oh. yeah, hi, Nate. There you go. Um, that's that's more than enough chat about him. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's not doing his own pod tomorrow, so uh, you know you can't expect him to join us. No, well, he has no. Yeah, yeah, that was good. We'll, yeah, we'll do it again. Um, next next week, Pat. I think, and this is this may not happen at all, but I think we were uh, there's, there was talk of Jags. Um, what's the podcast um, from across the pond? Um, your man, Jason. Oh yes, um, I've forgotten about that. That'd be exciting. Yeah, that's uh, now we'll now I've mentioned he'll have forgotten as well. Now I mentioned it on air. Um, it almost certainly won't happen, but um, we'll see. Yeah. Should we start with a quiz then? Yeah. Yes. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Pat, you've got something, if I'm I not have mistaken. Got something. I've got a quiz which involves a little bit of uh, explaining rules as they all do at the start. Oh, I um, like this. This is a Pat's ill fever dream quiz, isn't it? It was written a little bit before that, maybe a month ago. Um, and I was watching a channel called Barshans, and they ran a quiz, and I was like, I can I can retrofit that to be NFL-based, that would work. So each question, the answer is the name of a current or former NFL player or coach or someone associated with the NFL. Each question has four parts. Um, the odd-numbered parts give you the first name of the player, the even-numbered parts give you the second name of the player. So from answering the sub-questions, you'll get the player's name. If you buzz in with your name, once you have the player's name, you'll get five points if you buzz in after one clue, three points if you buzz in after two clues, two points if you buzz in after three clues, and one point if you buzz in after four clues. Only connect scoring. Perfect. Exactly that, yeah. If you Once you've buzzed in and given a guess, you're frozen out until everyone's buzzed in and given a guess and got it wrong, in which case I'll bring everyone back in and carry on with the clues. Um, so basically, get the names as quick as you can before the others, but not too quick because you'll get frozen out if you're wrong. Can I make a prediction? Yes. I predict that this will be a lot of fun and that I'll be terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention, but I should have. The um, sub-questions aren't NFL-related, so they're giving you NFL players' names, but they're sort of very vague general knowledge questions. So let's start with question one, as is traditional. Question one, part one. Tom's rodent foe. Anyone jumping in? Rich. Rich. Jerry Judy. Incorrect. Rich is frozen now. Anyone else? Or am I giving you part two? <laughs> um... Yeah, Adam. Adam. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, correct. Yeah. Adam, five oh, points. Damn it. Part, part two was main ingredient of risotto, for what it's worth. <laughs> Question two. Between Lima and November in the phonetic alphabet. Weirdly, I had L-E-M-U-R, the animal in my head when you said that. <laughs> I um, did too. I... <laughs> I'm glad the context thought, that's cleared not, out That's for you. not the phonetic <laughs> alphabet for L. What are you talking about? My brain does weird stuff sometimes. Um, Sorry that homonyms exist. <laughs> Anyone coming in? If not, I'll give you part two. 
Part two, a moderately successful Formula One team. That's between Lima and November in the phonetic alphabet and a moderately successful Formula One team. Adam. Adam. I said not anymore, but Mike Williams. Mike Williams, correct. Three points. Yes. All right. Question three. I meant over their entire history, not this week. Okay. Question three point one, part one. The gentle noise of dried leaves blowing in the wind. Mark. Mark. Russell Wilson. Yes. Five points, Mark. <laughs> Very good. Question four, part one. Band who had hits with Sit Down and Laid. That's too many of them. I don't want to guess. <laughs> <laughs> part two, a brewery in Stockport. Adam. Adam. James Robinson. Yes, Adam. Three points. He's up I'll to be 11. bad at that, he says. <laughs> Question five. Turn for your score on an exam. Part two. Cheating. Who wants to be a millionaire major? Adam. Adam. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is correct for three more points. I couldn't get the exam question one. That threw me off. I had grade in my I was thinking head. Grade. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking was grade, gradey, like, yeah, I was, no, couldn't get that. <laughs> yes. Question six. Giant wrestler who sadly died in 1993. Rich. Rich. Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson is right. You did not need slang term for penis. But you were so happy with that question that you had to throw it in anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, question seven, part one, unit of distance. Mark. Oh. Yes. Miles Sanders. Incorrect. Rich. Rich. Miles Garrett. Incorrect. Oh, what do I do? What do I do here? Um, oh, I had a, I had a couple of kilometres. <laughs> everyone's everyone's favourite kilometres, Smith. <laughs> Might just hang on. Might okay. Most of I can't think of another miles at this stage. Part two: device for lifting a car. Oh, oh Mark, Adam, Miles Jack. Miles Jack is correct. Adam's on seventeen. Mark's on five. Rich is on five. But how do you still... how do you pick a Miles and go with Jack over the other two? <laughs> oh, I wonder what about my history could have made me pick Jack. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Question eight, part one: the name for the markings which verify a stamp on a letter. Thought this one was Part two: injury caused by the horns of a bull. Rich. Rich. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Rich is on to eight. <laughs> That's nice. Question I nine. Part... It. <laughs> Question nine, part one. Slang a term for teasing someone in a good natured fashion. Nine part two. Famous manufacturer of crackers for cheese. Mark. Mark. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, eight points mark. Well done. Oh, I have Ridley Jacobs in. That's all I can... <laughs> but how does Ridley mean that? And he's not... He, he's a cricketer. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Question 10, part one. Slang term for coffee. Question 10, part two. Famous Disney Hannah. Rich. 
Rich. Joe Montana. Joe Montana for three points. Rich is up to 11. Question 11, part one. Slang term for steal or rob? Rich. Rich. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. He's wrong. Unlucky, Rich. <laughs> <Rose> <laughs> now. Who's going to go for it? You for I've got to go for it now. It's the only way to catch Adam. <laughs> Anyone else throwing in a nick? Do I guess a nick? Do I guess a nick? Adam. Not quite. Adam. Nick Foles. Nick Foles is incorrect. <laughs> You're going for it, Mark. You're waiting for clue two. Um, oh, I'll wait for clue two. Clue two. Ruined. <laughs> <laughs> clue two. Ruined Abbey and Priory in North Yorkshire. I bet he was just guessed that. Oh, God. Um... There's still three and four if you want to wait. Oh, Mark? Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa? Incorrect. Everybody's back in. So if you want to jump in, Adam and Rich, go ahead. Otherwise, I'll give you part I three. went to Bosa Abbey on holiday last year. It's, a good, it's, a, it's one of my favourites. <laughs> Question 11, part three, is a small cut. We all know this part already. So yeah. <laughs> and part four... Footballing Wanderers who famously featured JJ oh, Adam I think Mark was first. Was he? Yes. Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton, correct, but for a single point. Adam on 17, Mark on 9, it. Rich on 11. Three questions to go. Four questions to go. I can't fucking count. Um, question 12. Slang term for horny. Adam. Adam. Randy Bullock. Incorrect. Oh. Anyone else jumping in? You were so confident with that one, weren't you, <laughs> oh, About as confident as I, I was with Nick Chubb. <laughs> if not, question 12, part two. Fuzzy, green, moisture-loving plant. Rich. Rich. Randy Moss. Correct. Rich is up to 14. Question 13. Swift American pop star. Adam. Adam. Taylor Heineke? Incorrect. How the fuck would I have done two clues for Heineke? Question <laughs> 13, part two. That's a fair point. Cover presents in paper to hide the contents. It's a topical one for you. Say that again. Cover presents in paper to hide the contents. Rich. Rich. Taylor Rapp. Correct, Rich. Rich is up to 17, tying Adam Marks on nine. Three questions to go, so 15 points up for grabs. He could still take it. Question 14. Male duck. Adam. Adam. Drake London. Correct. Five points, Adam. He's up to 22. Damn it. Question I went, 15. I went mallard in my head. I was like, mallard. Mallard. That can't be right. I can't think of like, mallard Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the mallard's a species, not a gem. <laughs> Question 15. Uh, actually, I think you'll find that the duck's pronouns are mallard and um, whatever else it where, where are you going with this? You're <laughs> out of your depth here, Mark. Very good. Very good, Mark. Question 15. Part 1. The metallic term for the 50th wedding anniversary. Adam. Adam. Golden Tate. Yes, Adam. 27 points. No one can assail his victory, but I'm going to do the last question anyway. 
Question 16, part one. Longest river in Ireland? Adam. Adam. Shannon Sharp. Oh, what a score. 32 points to finish the quiz off. Well played, Adam. Don't let him do that. Teased us by letting us back in and then just romped off with the victory. He's got the smuggest fucking face you'd ever imagine. (laughs) That's genuinely... never been so happy to win a quiz. <laughs> last part every of second question. of that. <laughs> the last part of that question I wrote just for Mark, electronic goods manufacturer who used to sponsor Manchester United. Uh, he'd, he'd have guessed, he'd have probably gone with Shannon Buchan or something. <laughs> Stop technically a sharp product. <laughs> Definitely not a wide receiver. Did you see Shannon Sharp's argument with Skip Bayless on air? Yeah, they're a pair of pricks. They really... It's just a whole, like a clickbait magazine show. It's the whole reason oh. I don't watch any of that shit. So many of them are now. Like there were ones that five, ten years ago genuinely were informative and interesting discussion, and now it's just who can say the most controversial things so that we'll get some attention. Mm-hmm. Hot take merchants. Skip Bayless, I would say, is worse than Shannon Sharp. It was like it, it like how does. I, I just can't. It's just staggering how that that is something that's on air. But then I suppose Pierce Morgan is on the telly. And is he uh, still? Well, he has been. Gosh. But you know. Anyway, I we we digress as is. I want. What's what's next on our agenda? Well, one sentence reviews. So let's get straight into that. We we'll start in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, sixteen, LA Rams, seventeen. Turns out preparation means nothing as Maker Bayfield turns up 10 minutes before the game and still has enough to beat the Raiders. <laughs> New York Jets 12, Buffalo 20. A hard-fought slugfest won by the team who are more consistently good. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> Jacksonville 36, Tennessee 22. Two turnovers each from Tannehill and Henry put the shit cherry on a stinking pile of poop from the Titans' offence, leaving the Jags only a couple of games behind them. They couldn't, could they? <laughs> Possibly. Cleveland 10, Cincinnati 23. No slip-ups from the informed Bengals who were superior on the ground and everywhere else where it mattered. Minnesota 23, Detroit 24. 34. Sorry, Lions. So that's why they were the favourites to win against the now 10-3 Vikings. Well done, Rookies. Hmm. <laughs> Not the only game we fucked up. Um, Houston 23, Dallas 27. God damn it, Texans. That was cruel. You gave us all hope and then you shat on it. Philadelphia 48, New York Giants 22. It's good of the Giants to continue confirming we were right about them all along. They are definitely doing that. Baltimore 16, Pittsburgh 14. No Lamar, but no picket for most of the game either, and that arguably proved to be the difference. Kansas City 34, Denver 28. Letting the Chiefs take a 28-0 lead so Mahomes gets cocky and throws you the ball repeatedly is a bold strategy. Carolina 30, Seattle 24. Certainly didn't see this one coming, and nor did Seattle's run defence, who let the Panthers control things, especially with the time of possession. That was a bit too analytic, sorry. Um, Tampa Bay 7, San Francisco 35. This season, Tom Brady has now lost to Mitch Trubisky, an XFL quarterback, his former backup's backup, and literally the last pick in the draft in his very first NFL start. Fuck you, Tom. (laughs) Miami 17, LA Chargers 23. Did Miami have me fooled all along? That's a good question. 
New England 27, Arizona 13. Arizona's season was already as good as done before Kyler's first quarter injury. Let's just hope he's healed up, ready to start next season under his new head coach. <laughs> there, we, there we go. One sentence reviews. But no particular reason. Should we start there with Kyler? Um, it's yeah. It turns out he's he's ruptured his ACL on what the third play of the game or something. Uh, just not tackled anything like that. Just one of those catches your foot in the turf wrong and that's it. You're done. It's just brutal like that sometimes. The NFL. It was so early in the game that the NFL YouTube highlights, the kind of twelve minute highlights of the game, started with a play that didn't even involve him on the field and no explanation as to what happened. Oh, you won't get that. You won't get an explanation, nor will you get one if you watch the game in 40. Um, (laughs) Just show it and then the next play. He's just not there again. All of a sudden, he's just not there anymore. It's like, oh, that's that's Colt McCoy. (laughs) What's he doing? (laughs) Bit early to bench Kyle. I mean, he 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 didn't hand the ball off that badly. Right. If your highlights program requires someone to immediately go away and read a review of the game to find out what's happened, then it's not a very good highlights package. Um, but coming back to Kyler, uh, I mean, it's it's so unfortunate, those kind of injuries, the total non-contact, just an awkward, presumably awkward placing of the of the foot that, that led to the knee going that way. You'd think there must have already been a little bit of a weakness there for it to go, but the upside is that he's got a long time to recover now and get back for next season. And it's not like they were going to the playoffs anyway. Yeah, exactly. You don't want it to happen, but if it's going to happen, it may as well be when your season's already over. It's a weird positive to take, but yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, if you're going to have, if you're going to do your ACL, I guess now is, now is the time. Um, It's a bit of a kick in the teeth for all the, all the AstroTurf naysayers that seem to be, everywhere at the moment that seems to have been a thing this like it's been discussed before um but oh astroturf artificial surfaces are causing all these injuries um well that one was on grass um so i'm not sure what my point is here but (laughs) that sometimes injuries happen on every surface Uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. is, is there a chance that it's more to do with the person and how they fall rather than the surface that they're playing on that's what a wild concept i think mostly it's sheer bad luck yeah, right. <laughs> um, probably almost all of it is sheer bad luck. A bit like fantasy football. Um, <laughs> Let's not talk about it. I do think it's crazy that the um, the NFL hasn't standardised what surface they want people to play on. Like, I would not care if it was all turf or all grass, but surely one or the other is is better than a random mixture of the two. I I like differences of. Like I don't want every stadium to be the same. It would be like in in baseball if you had every ballpark had the same dimensions, or in cricket and every, like if you had every pitch the same and every outfield the same. It it would take something away from the game. I, I want we've we've discussed this before. But I I want some. I want cold weather games. I want games in the mud. Um, but sometimes I want the game in a nice shiny dome where you can actually see what players can do. Um, having oh, I, I there's, there's room for both. I don't disagree with that. I just think that, you know, if you've got certain franchises who play and practice the majority of the time on one surface and the impacts on your body are different, so you're training your body for that surface, 
then you're going and playing on another surface. I'm, I mean, you know, I've seen grass, I've seen grass surfaces that look like they are, you know, immediate injury as soon as someone's going to step on them. So it's not that grass is the perfect answer for everything. It's just that that's the one thing that feels like it maybe could be more consistent. I mean, we have consistency of dimensions, as you mentioned that, like you standardizing some things doesn't mean you have to standardize everything and i'm with you i love a, i love a snow game and i love you know outdoor games and dome games and all that kind of stuff um i just think that one element might if it could help i don't, I don't know i haven't read the stats i'm sure there's someone somewhere has done a bunch of stats that shows whether you're more likely to get injured on one surface or the other and it's probably a wash but if it's not maybe the nfl could look into it um I, I don't. I don't know. The, I mean, I know that the Titans struggle every year with the state on, of the field on, on either surfaces. The, I, I meant. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I meant the organisation. So and cocky. Preparing. So cocky. Now his bills have won for a couple of seasons. Oh, he'll have a moan about it. He'll have a moan about <laughs> the performance. I, I absolutely will. Um, oh, please no. But... Speaking of Kyler, though, go back to him. It's. I feel like it's. I, I get the argument that it's a. A, a technically a good time to get injured but with that type of thing you never know quite how you're going to respond to uh an injury like that and when kind of being kind of like quick and nimble is sort of one of your main unique selling points you're you, you're worried for him because i've always kind of had this impression of kyler that he's a little bit injury prone anyway and once he's suffered one of these, is he more likely to suffer it? Does it stop his mobility in in more than others who are recovering from this type of thing? I guess we'll find out in the fullness of time. But it's a definitely a, a concerning thing for me if you're a Cardinals fan. Could have been worse for Kyler. He could have done it just before he signed his massive fucking contract. Well, that is true. <laughs> yes, <he's... laughs> we've yeah. we've certainly debated this before, but. Yeah, there is there is absolutely a risk there that he could be the next RG three if he's rushed back too soon. If they don't look after that knee, you know. But again, that's, that's where the timing's to, good, though. Right, you're not trying to rush him back for the playoffs or anything like that. Well, yeah, I mean, it would be too soon, regardless. But yeah, they're four and nine now, the Cardinals, yeah. I think. So, yeah. yeah, that's they're they're done, aren't they? So it's uh, it's just we yeah we're going to see a few weeks of Colt McCoy and. That's going to be exactly as fun as everybody thinks it will. I love Colt McCoy. He hasn't been the worst backup, has he? There's been more stultifying to watch backup. Yeah. It's just, it's just yeah, yeah. That guy, you that can... guy who came in um, for Jimmy Garoppolo has been. Oh no, wait, he was uh, he was fucking brilliant. Jimmy who? <laughs> Brock irrelevant. I'm a, I, the one thing that annoyed me about that game is what was it thirty five by half time. Couldn't you have stuck a sixty burger on the prick? Uh, I think it. Was, I think it was thirty-five <laughs> at the end of the first drive at the start of the third quarter. Okay. Well, yeah, there's, there's yes. you could have you could have run it's, up the score. And... It's typical Shanahan to be like, right, we've got a good lead. Let's just try and run out the clock. We'd better protect our third choice quarterback with Josh Johnson, who we just found. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well. Josh Johnson has been on the Niners uh, roster. At he's, least been twice every, yeah, he's been on every. Yeah, he's been on every Yeah. Although talking talking of players that have done their ACL and been on and off rosters a lot of times, I was sad to hear about Dante Johnson, who has just he's been nicknamed the Barnacle by uh, one of the Niners podcasts, not because he 
does lots of PI stuff, but because he sticks on the hull of the uh, of the roster and just keeps coming back year after year. Um, he did his ACL right at the end of that game um, in basically garbage time and is done for the season now, which is a real pity. So hopefully he'll be all right to come back and sit on our practice squad next year. More importantly yes. than that, how's Debo? Uh, um, not season-ending injured, apparently. Uh, they, the last I heard was... It's an MCL sprain and an ankle sprain, and they weren't sure if it was high ankle or regular, and they think it's regular, in which case he actually might be back by the end of the regular season, which would be much better than it looked when he was being carted off with what I had assumed was a broken ankle. Do you want the full list of Josh Johnson's playing career? Well, not necessarily playing, but being employed career. Do we have time? Should we have a... a, (laughs) Shall I get the quiz music up? (laughs) This is courtesy of the uh, Win NFL shows. What do they call it? Uh, random facts segment. Random facts. So, Joshua J. Did he start at the Bucks? Can I have a go at this? He did not. Sh- no, really? <laughs> yeah, you're already out. Out. Frozen out. He Anyone was at else the Bucks to have a long guess? Time that, that's why the smug grin look off your face. Aren't I lied to you, Adam. I missed the first team. He did start with the books. Four oh, years boo. in Tampa. Boo. I'll, <laughs> take a, I'll take a written apology. Um, email's Here fine. <laughs> so, Joshua Jabin Johnson, Tampa Bay, 49ers, Sacramento Mountain Lions, Browns, Bengals, back to the 49ers, back to the Bengals, Jets, Colts, Bills, Ravens, Giants, Texans, Raiders, Washington Redacteds, San Diego Fleet, Detroit Lions, LA Wildcats, back to the San Francisco 49ers, New York Jets, Baltimore Ravens, Denver Broncos, and back to the 49ers again. San Diego Fleet, is that a service station? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so yeah, wow, there that's, you go. that's quite something. Um, a good and he's, he's not done yet either. So good for good for Josh. Uh, how old is he? Twenty six. <laughs> Probably that sounds about right. Um, okay, yeah, we're we've got four games left. We're done with bye weeks, which is good because they're they're annoying. Like, just it upsets the balance if you don't have sixteen games every week, which is most weeks in the season. Like, it's just it's not symmetrical. And you look at the standings, and teams have played different numbers of games, and it's just a, a nightmare. But now everybody's played thirteen. We sort of know where we are. Um, AFC, AFC East, Buffalo are. I mean, they're going to win a division. I mean, if you've got the Dolphins on Sunday, Mark, um, do you want to have your moan? I'll give you. I'll tell you what. I'm going to put you on the clock. And you can have, <laughs> you can have a forty-five second moan about. Well, you oh, you don't want your forty-five second moan. I I, I think that the the conditions. You've got forty-five have... seconds, regardless. Go. Thanks. I think the conditions in in Buffalo meant that it was obviously difficult to play, kind of any sort of like two swashbuckling offense. But the the most pleasing thing was how the front seven. Especially Greg Rousseau. I should really build a dome. Up. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've discussed this before. Um, they, they managed to pretty much stop the Jets. Two defenses that were that were playing very well. The Bills' defense is just ever so slightly better than the Jets, 
And um, that's that's good enough for me. I think that that prob- pretty much rules out the Jets. And if we beat Miami on Sunday or Saturday night, I should say, that probably means that we're AFC's champions. Okay. That's 45 seconds. That was that was crazy. Um, crazy how good you were. That would have been an excellent defend the undefendable if we were doing punching chat. <laughs> um, is the Bills' defence better than the Jets' defence? Easy. Is it not just the fact that the Bills' offense is a hundred times better than the Jets' offense? Not in this I would game. go with that. No, not in this game. I don't. I think the Jets' the Jets' defense has got some very good players in it. When we've got Jordan Poyer in our team, we are nine and zero with Jordan Poyer in the lineup. We're one and three when he's injured this season. Um, he makes a massive, massive difference to us. the The loss of Von Miller is obviously crucial. But there are players in Greg Russo, Ed Oliver, and Matt Milano that have properly stepped up and are getting at the quarterback. We we pressured, uh, we got a pressure on Mike White in almost fifty percent of his snaps rushing for. And that might be a crap offensive line, but I'd like to think that that's our defensive line being properly, properly good. Um, the, the Jets' defense is is very good, um, but I think ours is better. Okay, fair enough. I I brought that up on myself um, hearing you carry on there, didn't I? Um... <laughs> Thanks, Adam. The, the biggest concern for the Bills is the same as the biggest concern for the Dolphins. It's the lack of a run game balancing the offence out and making the defence as you'll come against not just be able to focus on taking Stefan Diggs out of the game. We've been we have we've been better recently and the last like three or four weeks after our little mid season blip, we have been asking um, James Cook and Devin Singletary to rush to run the ball a lot more than we you would normally expect us doing. In some games, they've been more successful than others, but there definitely has been a push towards more of a balance. We don't have a Christian McCaffrey type that you can give the ball to when he's going to get you eight yards of carry, um, which is kind of why I wanted us to trade for him. Hmm. But there, it's you there and everyone is, else. There, there has, you, yeah, you should have uh, done that, mate. It's great. Yeah, it would have been good. Um, but there has <laughs> certainly been a a push to at least make there be the threat of a run because Josh isn't playing great at the minute, I don't think. Um, and if anything that we can do, if that helps him, then so much the better. All right. You the Buffalo, I... Buffalo are still going to win their division though. So stop, stop pretending that that's in any doubt. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs are going to do the same. Yeah. Um, that's even, even less doubt. That's as much, yeah, even, yeah, it is. Um, the AFC North's an interesting one, though. The Ravens and the Bengals are both nine and four. I think the Ravens got lucky. This is the, this is the Bengals division by a mile. They're it not the bookies' be. favorites. Interesting. I was, I was I surprised. I, no idea how not. I was surprised. I think coaching, everyone just expects the Ravens to always pull through, and and they do have that Bengals offensive line is better than it has been, but it's still not particularly good it's i don't know it's i think, been playing, I think it's, I think it's, it's trending in the right. right direction yeah. yeah i think they're you look at it's the game, trending right, in the right direction the, but it was so bad to start with that you know <laughs> the only way is up there and if the if the ravens are going into this game with their third string quarterback as is as is potential if, if huntley is on in concussion protocol still the, the ravens haven't played well for weeks they're still winning the odd game but they're not playing very exciting if the, if they if they didn't have Lamar, they'd be they'd be, like, they'd, they'd, be they'd be unwatchable. Yes, uh, and it, it's it's staggering how 
they I mean it, I don't think I don't necessarily blame John Harbour or anything but how much they lean on that guy or rely on him I should say they beat the they... Steelers by two points they beat the Broncos for fuck's sake by one point they beat the Jaguars by one point um, they beat the Panthers by 10 but they only scored 13 themselves it's kind of like you, you're going back to almost pretty sure they lost October. to the Jags Help, oh, they uh, did lose. To, sorry, you are correct. Yeah. They did lose to the Jags by by a point. Um, don't just like, don't just look at a Jags result and assume they've lost. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mark. It seems it seems ridiculous when you say that they've won four of their last five, but they're not playing well. They they're getting over the line. They're somehow they're finding a way to win, but I don't know. They're, I think they're they're lucky in so much that their running is favourable. But the fight that final game against the the Bengals probably will be decisive, and I think the Bengals, like by then, should have more than done enough to get ahead of them. I think. I was genuinely surprised to see that the Ravens had a nine and four record. I thought it was yeah. much closer to five hundred than that. And looking at their the games that they've won this season, they've not really beaten anyone particularly impressive, um, and a lot of the games that they've lost have been, you know. They've been against the people you'd expect them to potentially lose to, the Dolphins, the Bills. Uh, I mean, even the Giants beat them. Um, so for me, I I don't know. I mean, I always I always go back to the Ravens with, you know, they they've got such good coaching there that they'll always they'll always hang around. It's it's very unlikely that they get blown out. And they could still be a, you know, a playoff uh, you know, seventh seed or sixth seed or something at the end of this. Obviously, the AFC is pretty competitive, but they look like one of those potential options. Well, I'll come to that in a second. But I presume we presume that whichever team doesn't win that division does make the playoffs. Um, the AFC South, I mean, God, God knows we were awful. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I want to just just give him a a shout shout out. Really, he looked really assured. Probably for the first time when I've watched I've watched a whole game of him, and I've thought, yeah, this guy, this guy's impressed me. Um, it so it helps enormously. Like in any game, anywhere, if you're if you're winning it in the trenches, it doesn't half make it easier for you. And the Jags dominated the Titans um, on both sides of the ball in the trenches. Trevor Lawrence had time, and yeah, he he showed that it could be a pretty good pocket passer because he wasn't 100%. He had this toe injury going in. Which um, he got because fact... our offensive line was garbage last week. So it's a refreshing so change whatever, of pace. whatever changed. As well. I mean, it, it helps that we've got, we had many, many injuries on defence. But yeah, it's not, I, I can't use that as an excuse. We were god awful. Um, and on the, on the flip side, the Jags were getting pressure through with the most porous offensive line in pretty much in the NFL now. Um, so, must be because it's the only pressure we've got all season. Uh, yeah, it bears that out. So I was gonna, I was gonna ask this because I've obviously not watched loads of Jags this year. Um, Why would you, Pat? Pat, you have. <laughs> it feels to me on the stuff that I have seen, like there are periods in games where the Jags look really, really competent, like they know what they're doing. Trevor's throwing the ball around, hitting receivers in stride, all that kind of stuff. And then other bits of games where you just look like you know players have never met each other before is it consistency is the bigger issue here rather than necessarily there being massive fundamental flaws or or am i re- reading that wrong a bit of both i think the 
squad depth is still an issue. Like, there's a couple of key pieces. So, like, a really big, dominant, uh, deep threat receiver. Like, we, a lot of people wanted George Pickens last draft, and he would have complemented the receivers we have very nicely. So that's a... Well, that's hopefully Calvin Ridley's job going forwards. We'll see how that goes. We've <laughs> hamstrung... Oh, our... oh, yeah, I remember him. <laughs> yeah. We've hamstrung ourselves a little bit in the running game. Um, I think Etienne's carrying a little bit of a niggle injury, injury that's taken away some of his pop and agility, and we didn't see as much from him as we've seen when he was fully fit and looking absolutely electric. And Should of course, trade your best running back away, really. Yeah. Well, he's done nothing, right? So maybe that was a... They looked at him medically and went, yeah, this is a sensible time to do it. But they haven't got anything behind him. Like, Jermichael Hasty does the object sweep. He's all right. Snoop Connor, who they drafted, has done literally nothing, despite the fact he's meant to be the big bruising, give it him, and he runs four yards when you need two sort of back. That's not a skill set you need to adapt to that quickly, is it? Just great game, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, brilliant. (laughs) One of the three wasted draft picks we had down the end of the draft, or they seem wasted at this point. Monterey Brown's probably had the most snaps at cornerback, and that's down to seven million injuries at cornerback, and he hasn't established. So time will tell, but I'm not expecting any of those to be long-term future Jaguars. Where can they go from here this season? Anywhere or not? Is or is it? Or are they just too far behind? We're we're in with a shout, and that's not been common. So it's nice to be playing semi-relevant football, at least. We have the bonus of playing you guys twice. So the two-game lead, some of that's in our hands. We need someone else to do us a favour and us to win out, which is tough. With you've obviously you've out. obviously got to beat us again. That Yeah. I mean, given, unless something's ridiculous, you're two games behind with four to play. You've got, and, but the you've got the charges. No, you no, you don't have the charge. You've got the Cowboys to play. We've already beaten the Chargers. Yeah, we've got the Cowboys, yeah. which is difficult. We've got the Texans, which should be and the easy. Jets. We've I already think already lost to them this season. We're the only team that's lost to them. You again, and yeah, the Jets. So I think you've really... you've got you've probably got to win two. Well, you've got to win three out of four. One of them yes. being us, and that that might be enough. It's whether whether you can do that. Um, we're still going to be favourites to the division, but the, we don't have any momentum. We don't have anything going for us at the moment. So it's, I think, the 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 value is probably probably with the Jags. But do you think there's any um any in this performance for the Titans? Was there any hangover from the GM sacking and the the controversy and the coverage that that got? Possibly, I I think. Well, it was a, it was a the game sort of swiveled on one big moment just in the run up to half time where I think we were a point ahead a two minute drill um, screen pass to Henry who took off for about 40 yards and fumbled the ball, turned the ball over um, which was great, not more of a good play from the from the defence but the fact remains that he, he turned the ball over um, and that completely, the Jags took advantage, went down the field, scored a touchdown before half time and they didn't look back, and they just poured it on. And the th- third quarter, it was it was embarrassing. I think we we gave in a bit too quickly, which is perhaps a reflection of disruption in the locker room or with with everything that's been going on. But the, the that that's just an excuse. You've got to play better this time this time of the year. Um, and and whether I I did see one I did see one of the beat writers it was even the athletic which i don't subscribe to and i haven't read the article but the headline suggested that 
they kind of the the team were the message firing a GM sends is that the roster's not good enough. Um, so they went out and played like it, uh, which I don't know if there's anything in that, but it's having your GM fired like that isn't necessarily something that's going to give you a boost. I I don't know. I mean, I agree with that to an extent, but I also think Vrabel's the kind of head coach who's not going to stand for any shit like that. For very oh, long. Uh, yeah, I, I so totally agree. I imagine agree. that a lot of players will get a rocket up their ass today and tomorrow. And... They should have had a rocket. We've lost three straight, though. They should have had three rockets up their ass. So th- this is where <laughs> I get a bit... Yeah. I start to lose a bit of uh, sympathy. It's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. But realistically, if if the Jags only win two, I don't see you losing to the Chargers, the Texans, the Cowboys and the Jags all in your remaining stretch. There looks like there's one or two wins there, even if you don't play at a particularly good level. And to me, that's probably enough because, okay, the, the Jags could maybe get three wins, including one over you, tie things up and then they've got the head to head but that feels like a very unlikely scenario right now it yeah logically logically it does but my gut my gut feels differently because of the game i've just watched yeah right. exactly <laughs> but yeah if you went on a losing streak and lost all four the jags could definitely match your record and take it on head to head and and, and it it's feasible looking at that performance but logically i don't think we will because we're too well coached and I don't think, I don't think it will stand for that happening another four times. We will see. We'll see. I think the, the, the value might not be there, but the, the favorite to win the division is still the Titans. We've got a two game lead with four to play. And that's, that's huge. Even if we've got the Jags to play again. If I had um, to put a thousand pounds of my money on who's going to top that division, it'd be on the Titans. I, I wouldn't want to put any money on <laughs> on this on anything like that. Um, I think it's like one to eight or something with the bookies even now. So, um, what won't happen is that is there'll be a wild card spot from this division. Um, I can safely say safely say that for sure. Um, but there will be three of them that have to come out of the AFC. One we're assuming, unless anyone disagrees it will come from the AFC North it will be whichever one of the Ravens and Bengals doesn't win that division um, so there are two more that have got to come from somewhere um, favourites I guess are the the Dolphins well, I would think the Dolphins the Chargers I mean the 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 AFC East you've got the Pats and the Jets both seven and six so it's any one of those teams Patriots only two wins away from nine uh, it's, happen- I, it's happening. It's happening. As, <laughs> as I will be alluding to in my one sentence preview, um, I I don't know how the Patriots have won seven games. They're so you. bad. I told you. Their, their their offense doesn't have a clue what it's doing, and there are teams that they are playing that are so bad they are allowing them to win. It's it's a shame on the NFL, and it's a shit like on, on other teams that they are managing to find ways to score points like they are. Against them, it's you know, like Mark, the Cardinals, listen. the Jets, the Colts, the <laughs> Cleveland. You should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> See, I think they win one more game, which is against the Raiders this weekend, and then they don't win another game for the rest. No, of the they year. beat they build, they beat the Bills in week eighteen when they're resting their starters, and they get to that nine wins. And <laughs> Mark Mark's going to be <laughs> putrid. 
if you think we're resting our starters in a game that might cost us the number one seed, you've got another. I thought you. Were, I, 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 I thought you were about to say the bet. So if you're resting our starters <laughs> in a game that might cost me twenty quid, again, I think you might. Well, who who knows? I, I think the Pats are the most likely of those four to miss out. Yes, uh, lo- logically, you're right. Of course, you're right. So, <laughs> I think I think the I actually think the well. I think the Dolphins make it in, as you already suggested. And then I think the final spot ends up being between the Chargers and the Jets. And I think the Chargers take it purely because the Jets have so much of a swirling issue at quarterback at the moment that I think that becomes a distraction. And I don't know that they quite match the Chargers. Yeah, I haven't looked at strength of schedule, but I would lean Chargers on the basis that Mike Williams was back and looking good this week. Keenan Allen's back looking fine. Eckler is his usual Eckley self. He's looking excellent. And the, char- the, the Chargers those have... two quarterbacks is just huge. Chargers have got the Titans, Colts, Rams, and Broncos. So they've 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 got they've got at least it's a couple easy. of wins there, you you'd think. Um the but Dolphins the Jets, have, Jets have got Lions, Jags, Seahawks, and Dolphins. Yeah, so, so I see them right. winning less of those games, fewer fewer, sorry, of those games than uh than the Chargers. On balance, but then the Chargers are that side that will, you know, they'll they'll tease you with brilliance one week, and then they'll lose a game that they should comfortably win. Hence, hence being seven and six, right? Right. Yeah. I think you could the Dolphins. I, I can see, I can see any of those teams just shitting the bed at this point. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't think the Dolphins will. I think the Dolphins will make it, and I think they'll be relatively comfortable. The thing with the Dolphins well, is that they're like the direction that they're trending in is, you know, they've only scored 17 points in the last two games and offensively they've looked really, really poor. Um, they've got the Bills coming up and the Bills desperately want to win that game. They should beat the Packers and then it's like an AFC East what? kind of lot. Did you just say Mark, that the Dolphins they've... are going to lose to the Bills because the Bills will want to win? Mark, they've scored 30 plus points in four of the last five games. Yeah, but that's like <laughs> four of the last five games is the start of November. That's a long time ago. That's a very different right. team. I was a very different man then, Rich. <laughs> what is four of? You've always been the same bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the last two games. Let's talk about recent form. They've scored okay. 17 points in both those games, and they've looked really poor offensively in doing it. Imagine if Mark changed, like just his personality <laughs> was different. He's got a new hat. No, this is. This, I've had this hat for a while. It's just it's really cold today in my conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> just crank the heating up. Just to no, turn all your Christmas lights on. I can't afford that, mate. Yeah, you can. I think it's. I think it's fair to say the Pats and the Chargers have seven and six records, both because of coaching, but for very different reasons. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's an interesting one. If the if the Chargers make the playoffs and then go one and done this year. Do I love I love the coach? fact that we're all going to assume that's what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> but do we think they are, they fire a head coach in that situation? Because I think they might. Oh, he's on the hot spot, definitely. Yeah. I could, yeah. yeah. I, if they don't make the playoffs, he's definitely gone. But if they make the playoffs and only and, and lose straight away, I think they still might fire him. It feels like the weakest link there, doesn't it? It feels like yeah. they're performing less than the sum of their parts because the sum of their parts is excellent or should be excellent. We fired yeah. our head coach after a playoff win. And can I say, as someone stagnating in a division, it's really <laughs> refreshing to see a team who were 
top of the division by two or three clear games, making changes before everything goes to shit, slightly before, not not enough before <laughs> to stop you losing to us, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. All right, I think it's all. I mean, as as you'd expect, clear as mud. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to nail on any predictions at this point. Let's look at the the other conference, the less the less successful. This conference. is pretty easy to call this one. <laughs> well, yeah, it's on the whole, absolutely. Um, but there are a couple of a couple of nuances worth discussing. Um, I think mostly the, the Detroit Lions, which I want to get to. Um, but we'll start at the NFC East and the Philadelphia Eagles already have made the playoffs. They haven't sewn the division up quite yet, but I imagine that they will shortly. Um, yeah. 12, best 12 team, and best one. Team, best team in the league by a mile at the yeah. moment. I think. Yeah. Yet I, if you, if they played the chiefs tomorrow, I'd probably back the chiefs um, just because I don't know right now. I'd probably, sure. probably the bills as well, but right, no, I, 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 for me at the minute, if the bills, bills played the Eagles based on current form, the Eagles win. Um, I agree. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL at the moment. I mean, the, the, yeah. the Chiefs always, you know that what they're capable of, but I think all round, I would say that that defense is so strong and the offense is just is just a machine. And I think they they would probably sneak it against the Chiefs based on the defense for me. What did Pat say just then about teams addressing issues before the problem happens rather than after? Um, so with that in mind, the Eagles have just signed punter Brett Kern. Um, you may have heard of him. Um, so just in case they need to punt at some point in the next few weeks. No, 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 no. I died a lot inside. <laughs> oh, Adam's been dead inside for years. Oh, do, do you know what? It, it, I was well, I was very surprised that he didn't get a gig somewhere else in the summer. Um, that it transpires the rude the rumors are that he didn't want to up sticks and he's 36 i think 30, 37 36 um and he's got family in nashville you know punters don't earn millions um and he's just gone right i'm all right i've got i'm settled here um i'm i might be done but i'm not not gonna he didn't retire um but having this gig in philly it's not gonna be he's probably not back next year he might not. He, he might he not wants even. Ring, right. He wants yeah. To... He wants... He, yeah. Well. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't yep. you? Um. He. What. He. It. It's sort of perfect timing. He's not got a. I'm guessing he might turn up on their practice field, but he's probably he's not going to move house because of this job. Um. So he's not having. He's not going to up, like, uproot his family or anything like that. He can go into go into Philly, play for a couple of months. Um, maybe, maybe get himself a Super Bowl ring. And all joking aside, I wouldn't begrudge it because one of the best punters to ever play the game would deserve a, a Super Bowl ring. And he, yeah, we let him down repeatedly. And it's it's not like he angled his way out like other Philadelphia Eagle X Titans that we won't mention. No, the the feelings are very different, <laughs> as <laughs> as you can as you can imagine. <laughs> um, so but... these two teams, the Eagles and the Cowboys, play each other once so that could narrow the gap i just don't see it i just can't see no i think the cowboys could win their remaining games and still not win that division yeah yeah absolutely um i don't think it's i don't think it's worthy of further discussion really it's it's they're playing they're they're just dominating games so much that it's hard to see another outcome 
I can't see the Eagles losing three of their final four and the Cowboys winning out. It's just not going to happen. No, no. Cowboys are in, but they're in second. Yeah. Um, NFC West. Oh, are we saying that? I mean, the the. 49ers all day long. The 49ers with Christ their third Christ string quarterback look the best team in that division. Yes. Um, because the way they're I don't want to have the same conversation every single week, but the way they're set up, it you could put you could put Mark in at quarterback um to the 49ers <laughs> and they they'd probably still be winning games. Hell yeah, they could. There are already 49ers fans who are trying to proclaim that Brock Purdy is the next company of Joe Montana. Stop uh, taking all my fucking one sentence previews. <laughs> <laughs> then stop making them obvious. But I, I just, I mean, he looked comfortable in the system. He looked nice and calm, which is not necessarily what you ever see from a rookie. But the Bucks never threatened us. It never looked like he was under that much pressure. Even, I mean, they've got a great defense there but we just look to have them handled. And so I'm sort of waiting on playing someone who gives us a bit more of a game to see whether he panics in that situation. But don't get me wrong, like the guy already, liked him when I saw bits of him during the season, you know, saying the right things, seems like a good dude. Um, I guess we'll see, but I'm not ready to write off Trey and proclaim that Brock Purdy is the future of the Niners just yet. The playing style reminds me very much of when Gardner Minshew first started. And <laughs> absolutely oh fearless. Don't do that to him. <laughs> absolutely fearless. But I don't like... think Brock Purdy can grow a moustache. <laughs> I'm going to try and finish this sentence. Sorry. Absolutely fearless, but because he hasn't suffered the consequences as much yet. And so he's, you know, he's gunslinging things in and tossing stuff, 25-yard rainbows over the corner to Christian McCaffrey for touchdowns and stuff like that. And you wait for a few of those things to bite him and for him to hesitate a little bit. You know, maybe one of those little mazy runs to the end zone, he gets obliterated by some linebacker and there suddenly everything starts coming at you a little bit faster. But there's enough of a lead there that he should take you to the playoffs and then we'll see where we go, right? Well, he's already got an oblique injury, which is made him day-to-day this week. Oh, he's finally a niner. (laughs) Bless him. Yeah. Already just, injured. Just to make him feel welcome. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is it's finally Josh Johnson's time. Well, uh... <laughs> it's just John, Josh Johnson doing what Brett Kern did. He's like, maybe I can finally get that ring. <laughs> Although, look, look, going back to what his his resume, he's probably got about four already from the sound of he's it. He's been cultivating his contacts for 25 years. And it's finally coming good. <laughs> while, um, while, while we're on the um, the NFC West. I don't particularly like him as a as a chap, but you've got to take your hat off to Baker Mayfield for what yes. he managed to do in this game, having turned up literally the day before and was able to come out and no, he literally played. turned up midway through the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I know he took the but, field early, but, but to be able to go out on that on the first series that he was after he came in, which was a weird way to do it, where they brought John Wolford out for one series and then and then it three was three handoffs and then that was it. It was weird. But for, for Baker Mayfield to be able to call plays when he's been there for literally less than a day is remarkable. And to We've be seen to play... quarterbacks who sat for three years behind the star and then come out and look worse than Baker yes. just rocking up. Yeah. So he, he's, he, uh, we, we he's spoke literally last week about like the is is Sean McVay and and him could it be a match that just somehow works because there's no doubt that Baker Mayfield has got talent and a lot of it 
if he if he can find a way of clicking in an offense that suits him with a coach that suits him, I get it's a game, but it's incredible what he managed to do in that in that game. Like it's ridiculous. It shouldn't be possible to look even vaguely competent. Is I think Rich are on mute, mate. So it's not going to work well if you keep if you do that when you're not if you're yeah. It's because I keep knocking stuff in here. <laughs> I was I was going to try and drop in the Mark's knee jerk reactions jingle that we haven't made yet, but that failed uh-huh. miserably. So. so I mean, come on, that was that was impressive, right? <sighs> they said on commentary, I think Baker's better when he doesn't have to think. I was like, well, well yeah, with that brain, it would be. And <laughs> maybe it's the perfect scenario for him where. He's got a head coach to do all of the thinking. Maybe, so yeah. He just so has to read and react. He is entirely powered. Like, most people eat food to give them energy. He is entirely powered by his own his own hype. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. He just seems like he, he has this, like, juice and this spark that seemingly comes from nowhere. He can't necessarily replicate it every week. But when he, when he finds it, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah it, he's a much better fit in that Rams offense than he would have been in San Francisco. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's an element here of he's just he's one of he's like he's a talented he's a talented dude. There's a reason why he was drafted way up at the top of the draft. But <laughs> number one in that right. Draft. He's but it's that thing of once he's settled into a team, once people have been rubbed the wrong way by him, once he's you know trying to play in that system, how successful can he be at that point? Um, and and maybe the confidence was gone, uh, you know, at the end of this time with the with the Browns and coming into LA. I mean, he's definitely an LA guy, right? Um, hmm. Maybe that's a maybe it is a good situation for him, but I'm not I'm not ready to crown him yet. Um, it doesn't it doesn't prove very much because there's no pressure on him really. Yeah, the, Rams, the, Rams are, the Rams are done. The Rams are done. He's just completely completely. It's an easy situation for him, but I just think to be able to not even necessarily play to any particular level, but just to be able to cook as a Sean McVay offense, that the play calling when he listened to when um, some of the interviews they've said before, isn't a, isn't an easy one to call just to be able to do that at the line of scrimmage is insane. And they're missing their wide receiver one and wide receiver two. So it's like, it's very much backyard backyard football, as they call it, you know, he's just, he's just throwing to what he sees. And go running on instinct, and uh, yeah, well, it, well, that is bang on almost like he doesn't have to think too much. Yeah, um, the Raiders like, definitely helped. They, they did, but I think it was more him in truth. The Raiders, the Raiders helped by most of their drives ending in field goals rather than touchdowns. Of course, mm-hmm. like they should have been further ahead, but you know he's still got to go and win that thing, and he did. I don't know that he does that against someone with a solid defense. Oh, maybe. But who knows? We're uh, speculating. Who... It'll be interesting to see how that team goes for the rest of the season. I yeah, I imagine he'll shit the bed four more times. It's probably what happened. <laughs> well, they play the, you know... the Broncos over the next couple of weeks, so that'll be interesting. Oh, someone's gonna uh, who's gonna shit the bed more. Um yeah. <laughs> it looked and when like I say it's... interesting, I don't mean in a fun to watch kind of way. <laughs> a ward number seventeen. Um, his uniform looked like it had been stitched together minutes before the game. Actually, the Rams uniforms just looked like that, but it, it looked weird, all of it. Um, it just felt like, you know how sometimes a, t- a player goes to a team and it's not just an NFL thing, but they're like, a, yeah, that looks right. I can picture that. 
Bay, Mayfield to the Rams just doesn't for some reason. Make a Mayfield. Make a Mayfield. Yeah. Martin Mayfield. <laughs> All right, so we're we're crowning the Niners uh, for the purposes of this conversation. We're probably well, we, I think mathematically crowning the Vikings. I'm not sure where the tiebreaks are, but they're four they're four games ahead. Um, the oh. NFC South. Oh. <laughs> That's the kind of reaction. It's incredible that there's a worse division than the AFC South, but there what's, is. What's, what's the weird? Though? The Bucks are in a lead on six and seven, but the oh, weird thing is, like the like, just when you think, well, they, yeah, they are. But the other teams in the division, like the Panthers, winning that game, and like the Falcons keep doing it. Obviously, not with enough regularity, um, but the, these teams just win when you don't expect them to. Um, and they, yeah, they obviously can't string any wins together. The Falcons, by the way, uh, are now going with, they didn't play last week. They're going with Ridder um, from next week. There's a. They him all the way to the playoffs. Well, they're, they're not going to, surely. Um, but they're a game they're they're... Have, <laughs> they might have the best shot. They've got the Saints left to play who look meh. They've got the Ravens who might still be on their third choice quarterback. They've got. The Cardinals, Cardinals who will definitely be on their second choice quarterback. Were they? And were they? Were they too they hasty in against that the Buccaneers? So that'd be brilliant could. if that's a win. If that's a winning in game against the Buccaneers at the end of the the end of this regular season, that will be the game I'm watching. Buccaneers could very genuinely finish third in that division, and it would be goddamn hilarious. Oh, <laughs> well, that's the so thing much. that because the Panthers are doing well enough to win some games. You can yeah. see them winning a couple of games between now and the end of the season. And the Bucks... They have a, they have a softer run in the Bucks, including the Bucks. Like, if they right. both beat the Bucks, <laughs> Could this be, like, Mark, hashtag Mark's knee-jerk reaction? Could whoever wins this division be the worst ever team to reach the playoffs? Ooh. There have been some bad ones. I, I go I mean, back to the Panthers... Winning that same division with a losing record, and I think the the Seahawks around the same time did it as well. Um, but the Sea it was the, that Seahawks team that did it. They ended up winning playoff a playoff game. game. Yeah, you're right. It was Hasselbeck, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the, well, was that the um, was that the ridiculous run by um? Was the, was that was uh, Beast Mode, I think. Beast Mode run, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think regardless of which of those teams makes the playoffs, I mean, like the Texans would give them a game. It's They're it's awful. not yeah it's not unrealistic that a six and eleven team could make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I how utterly ridiculous is that? Is that possible no. given they all play each other? I think they have I, to win at least seven. I think so because the Falcons and the Panthers would have to both beat the Buccaneers, and that be their only win. So three teams on six wins. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> can we? Can and we... it's possible. <laughs> I like I like this idea. I like... Right, let's let's move on because we don't know and we don't care who's going to win that division. Can we say that? No. Um, well, we just care that it's not Brady, really. I think we're largely <laughs> yeah. in agreement. So here's the thing: where are the three wildcard teams coming from in the NFC? Move on from the NFC South, as I said. Um, one of them is going to be the Cowboys. Gotta be. Yeah, um, Cowboys, Lions, and Commanders. Well, Commanders. well. I suspect one of them will be whoever wins between. I'm spoiling my own one census preview, but whoever <laughs> wins between the the commanders and the giants this weekend. Um, I said the same thing two weeks ago, and they went and tied 
That's <laughs> yeah. that's basically my one sentence preview. Um, in a nutshell. <laughs> um. I think that I think the real giants have have now stood up. They haven't beaten a team that isn't the Texans or the Jags since. Oi! Sorry, stop doing that. <laughs> sorry, um, since the sixteenth of October. Um, I think this is this is who they are. They've got injuries. Saquon Barkley has started playing like really poorly and looks in, and is injured. Was was due to be limited. I don't understand why if you've got someone that is clearly injured and you have him in the game plan to make him a limited participant, why you bother playing him at all when you're playing the Eagles? Um, Particularly when open up your eager eyes. I'm Gary Brightwell's playing all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, don't I don't don't get it. They they look like they're struggling to me. I don't think the Commanders are actually particularly great either, but I think they'll have enough. And I just don't trust the Seahawks in the slightest. The the Lions are playing better than all of them by my. I think the Seahawks' only potential win between now and the end of the season is the Rams. And even then, if Maker Bayfield decides to play well, who knows? They yeah. could lose that one as well. Yeah, Geno so... Smith looked rotten this week, and that's yeah. a terrible sign for the Seahawks. But he's only looked bad one week. If he looks bad again this weekend, then I think the whole thing falls apart. Comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. Could be. Yeah, Maybe. you've got to do it for the whole year, otherwise you slip yeah. out. That, that's <laughs> where I'd swear it. Well, no, it depends because doesn't vote hasn't voting pretty much already finished for that? It always finishes like three or four weeks before the end of the regular season, which is stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I don't know. You just have to be good the month before the awards. You don't have to be good all year because people right. forget. No but idea. The, Lions, the Lions, the Lions could win their divisional games and make it in because there's enough teams that could fall to eight and nine or nine and eight in this division that wins against the Bears and the Packers, and then if you throw in maybe a lucky win against the Jets or the Panthers, all of a sudden they're in. Yeah, you'd argue the Vikings was their toughest game remaining, and the biggest hurdle they've got to overcome is the fact that they're the Lions and they love to fuck it up. Right, but not, only, but not recently. Not uh... recently. They're, this this doesn't. This isn't the same Lions. You know, they've they've only lost in the last six to a last second field goal against Buffalo. They've they they, they it's look a bit embarrassing brilliant. for them. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> How bad the Bills are playing at the minute. Christ, we all know that. Um, they, they look so good at the moment. So good. And I, don't, I, I, don't, I can't, my gut can't trust them. I just can't. <laughs> I think it's going to be fascinating this weekend. I think we'll learn a huge amount about them at, um, playing at the Jets. If yes. that offense that's looking really, really sharp can keep, can score against the Jets, um, they'll, they'll, that defense is playing well enough to be able to keep them out. The Jets out. If they can score on them, they they're making the playoffs. That's a low key, tasty game, actually. Really is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my gut for these three says. Obviously, we said Dallas basically would have to. I mean, I don't see anyone catching them for for their seed. I could see Washington and Seattle getting in, which would really annoy me. But I'd love to see it being Washington and the Lions. Yeah. Okay. Um. From all the notes I made from our, our WhatsApp chat earlier, there's, I think, one thing that we haven't discussed, which doesn't really fit into any of this. Um, Devontae Parker, I don't, we, we, end up, we end up down a frustrating rabbit hole with this stuff, potentially, but Devontae Parker had a concussion, um, not spotted by the 
spotter in the stands. Um, spotted by Nelson Aguilar, one of his teammates, um, who fell on the ground to stop the play continuing and said, look, look at it, look at this, um, something's not right. Um, and yeah, you could you could see it. I don't, I don't know. This this goes back to <laughs> trusting the process, and we we clearly don't trust the process. There was actually a concussion spotted in our game, Pat. Um, yes, and Mar- Marnie Hooker, and I don't know what happened with that. So I'm watching this, thinking, oh, that's actually refreshing to see um, somebody spotted, and it was the the new the neutral spotter, I think. So right, get this guy. And the officials blew, right, stop the next play, get this guy off the field. And he was back on within, like, two snaps. So I don't know how they could have had time to properly assess him. So I, I, I do wonder what goes on with this stuff. Well, it's like that Russell Wilson concussion two, three seasons ago now where he went into the blue tent and literally did the uh, Grandpa Simpson in and back out again <laughs> through the tent, as far as I could tell. Um, you just don't, like, I don't know... I, concussions are a weird thing i mean you you guys discussed it while i was not around and it's it's a tricky line right because you want players to be able to make decisions for themselves but sometimes they're not capable and you so can't you if you're concussed you, you can't them. make those decisions with i mean that's but, that's well agreed right i mean it, but it doesn't feel like sometimes the nfl is enforcing its own rules around that in game yeah you know, I mean, would you players... tell bill belichick he can't play a player I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, it, the the ends maybe justify the means in that particular case, uh, but yeah, it's how how they got there well, clearly wasn't right. And um, Mark's trying to talk on mute, which is a refreshing change. Who'd do that? <laughs> Only an idiot. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to go further down that rabbit hole. I don't think. And um, there we go. Any other NFL business before we preview some games? Cole Beasley's back. Boom. Oh, uh, who um, cares? I, well, apparently, this is Josh Allen just like telling the coaching staff that he's sick of Isaiah McKenzie, who he kept on to be his heir apparent, dropping 50% of his targets. Um, and he's told Sean McDermott, go get him. I want him back, please. And he's got him. I don't know. I thought we'd moved on from Cole Beasley, frankly, and his fucking weird Twitter ranty, COVID denying prick self. Um, but apparently he's back. And... Does he deny COVID? Oh, yeah. I'm sure, like many, many times. Is he? A, is, is he a flat earther? Almost he strikes certainly. me as he. That's the kind of mentality of him. Almost certainly, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it. He'll probably catch like eight passes against the Dolphins, and I'll think he's the best thing since sliced bread again. But it's um, yeah, I was I was kind of hoping we'd moved on. From if it. what what do you do if he catches the winning touchdown pass in the Super Bowl? I would celebrate. Jump buy buy his jersey. I would jump through a table. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Would... <laughs> okay. It's um... the classic question, isn't it? Like we we might hate personalities of some of the players on our teams but ultimately if they win us games we'll sort of forgive them yeah does that go I mean the Browns the Browns are Deshaun Watson they've <laughs> it's, it's probably that. it's probably a fortunate thing for everybody concerned that they're they're basically out of contention 
if not mathematically. And they haven't looked good since he's come in. I think they were better with Brissett in truth. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you 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 miss that many games, and you I've seen you we're seeing it a little bit with the Cardinals and Hopkins, like they're they're just a a few games behind the rest of the NFL in like the the pace of the pace of play and how sharp they are, and yeah, much more so with Deshaun Watson. I mean, it, it's yeah, you could spend as much time as you like on a practice field. Um, but you're suddenly okay. You might be fresher with injury, but you're suddenly playing against people who are just more up to speed. Well, he's only been allowed to practice with the rest of the squad, so he's you know presumably been doing all sorts of like fitness and what like one on one work and off you know away from the thing. But you don't you can't build that chemistry. So the interesting thing there will be what happens this off season. But if this leaks into next year and he looks rubbish for the start of next year, the fact that they've given him what two hundred thirty million guaranteed, all guaranteed, is hilariously brownsy. Also, the fact that they've gone all in with their decision. So all their yeah. social media, it's like the level of excitement that he's coming back. And like, it's... It... You can't not. You can, Was he four or five years at that money guaranteed? That's it. That's all you've got. When you've made your bed, I guess, yeah. I guess that's, what you, that's what you've got to do. Um, but like on a football level, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back to his old self next year. Um, but whether the Browns, whether the Browns have the right roster around him, it's weird how they've what's happened to them in the last two or three years because they they built up all those draft picks and it looked like they kind of nailed it. Um, I still think there's a lot of good pieces on them on their team, but it, yeah, the the Watson things kind of derailed it. Sometimes you wonder if like eighteen months is just, of not playing a competitive game is just too long, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's bang on. I think it's exactly. Do you what ever we're do you ever get it back? I don't know. I think I think if you want it enough, you can. You know, there are players that have had He's, you know, and I can understand injury after he, injury and then come back. But and I get it. If he was if he was trying to play for a contract, I can sort of understand it. But he's got two hundred and thirty million quid guaranteed, regardless of what he does. Is he the that, type of person who cares? I don't know. I'm not so sure. It was always my gut feeling. It's obviously not the same situation, but my gut feeling every time the Colin Kaepernick debate came up, like after two years, I was just at the point where, well, you can discuss this all you like, but he's probably not going to be good enough. Yeah. Um. You you don't miss that amount of time, and and in truth, it was in in truth he wasn't playing that well. Um. When when it all kicked off, um. Compared to I mean. Yeah, maybe roast into spectacles. I, I don't know. So you sort of you look at this stuff, and the narrative takes over. But actually, it you know, how how good is someone? Can they can they can they do a job? Deshaun Watson isn't isn't as sharp as you as you'd expect. Yeah, as as you say, next next year, that's the the proofs in the in the pudding. There, um, it's just a it's just a horrible situation to situation to look at obviously um, but it's the browns and this is <laughs> this is how they roll um it is indeed what they do it's always a funny world with like fantasy leagues and how like some players will not draft questionable people and some some players in in, in every league will see value in that. Um, 
and you end up with a team I mean, it's full fantasy. of it's assholes. Not... Yeah. It's, not, it's not like you drafting them is going to make any material difference to their life, so who gives a crap? No, it, it, it's none of it's relevant at all, but it, it, it's the, the dynamic of it. I was, uh, Joe Mixon, the first couple of years in the league, it was a bit like that. Um, and then time passes and people sort of forget. Um, I, don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apologies for that. Shall we preview some games? Um, rather than further the Deshaun Watson rabbit hole. Let's do it. Right. We'll start with San Francisco at Seattle. The Purdy pillaging will continue. Indianapolis at Minnesota. After last weekend's absolute humping, the Colts will just be hoping the Vikings are a little more gentle with them. Baltimore at Cleveland. Potentially the Ravens' third string quarterback versus the Brown signal caller are relearning how to play the game. Less than 35 total points. Oh, we sat that one up, didn't we? Um, <laughs> Miami at Buffalo. Another upcoming win. Another upcoming Bills win for Mark to moan about. <laughs> Atlanta at New Orleans. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> well, they do, I think. Um, Pittsburgh at Carolina. A game between two five and eight teams shouldn't matter, but a win here could land Carolina at the top of the a- NFC South. Philadelphia at Chicago. The line is nine and a half. Feel free to make some money, but please do gamble responsibly. Kansas City at Houston. A comfortable win here will clinch the AFC West yet again for the Chiefs. Dallas at Jacksonville. A game that may be closer than expected, with the Cowboys somehow managing to look less than compelling despite winning four in a row. Detroit at New York Jets. This is the perfect game for Detroit to drop an absolute clangor and ruin their pursuit of the Vikings. Arizona at Denver. Colt McCoy versus Brett Rippon, anyone? New England at Las Vegas. It's over to you, Las Vegas, to be one of those teams required to stop New New England getting to nine wins. Slick. Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. Away win by multiple scores. Oh, I hope so. Denver at LA Chargers. No, Tennessee <laughs> at LA Chargers. Well, I was very confused for a second there. <laughs> the Titans looked awful last week and the Chargers seem to be on a bit of an upswing, so expect a comfortable road win for Tennessee. Hmm. New York Giants at Washington. Done this already. Um, and finally, LA Rams at Green Bay. Can Baker do it again or will having any kind of time to prepare for a game be what makes him a... Who wins this one? Oh yes, episode two hundred two. You knew what I was talking about. Do do it, do it again, and I'll edit this. No, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, there we go. Something, something, something. Make a Bayfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, We for the second week in a row, we have got to this part of the show and not even thought about. Um, any kind of bet. Um, so, <laughs> excellent, excellent um, admin from me. Um, so we either think up something literally on air. Winners or, in the uh, six six o'clock games then, easy. <laughs> Is that what we... Again. We did that last time and it didn't work. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> say it would work. I just said it'd be easy. I'll, t- I'll tell you what we should do. 
Um, go back to picking I'm players. Pretty sure. <laughs> Why don't we go back to an anytime touchdown for our teams? Okay. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Um, we <laughs> can get Craig and Russ. Is Russ still? Yeah. We... Who? Yeah, I don't know. We'll get we'll get them to do it as well. Um, I'm not sure what Russ's team is. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does he. Um, so, oh god, also, let's hope it's not the Broncos because they're not scoring touchdowns at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's. No, a I, I, I fear it might be officially. Jerry Judy had a hat trick in the last game. Yeah. So we shouldn't I go mean... with him. But that's his three for the season. <laughs> Probably, but I enjoyed them. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we pick? Should we pick for Russ and Craig? That's yes. easy. That's easier, and then remembering this afterwards. Um, should we go with De Jerry Judy, or do we go yeah. with the logic that he's not? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then um, who's is it? Elijah Wolf Elijah Wilson. Am I getting that right? The the um, wide receiver that they've got the Jets. Who seems pretty handy at the moment. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. That's the one. There is an Elijah. Yeah, he's, Elijah he's too busy. Yeah, he's too busy having a strop. I'm not sure if he's still having a strop. Um, yeah, get, um, the first Wilson. The only Wilson. Well, Zach Wilson. He's not scoring. The only fit Wilson. The only fit Wilson. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Rich, pick a niner. Am I allowed to fuck the bet up for us and go mm. with Juwan Jennings? Don't be a dick. <laughs> I wanna. All right, fine. CMC. <laughs> That's the right answer. It is. Definitely. But... Juwan Jennings is definitely scoring like, <laughs> four touchdowns yes, now. And CMC will not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Pat, pick a jag. Christian McCaffrey's been quiet for a few weeks. So let's go with him. Not Christian. He's, he's, he's Christian definitely Kirk. not a jag. <laughs> Sorry, I wrote, I wrote what I was typing instead of what I'm thinking. Christian <laughs> Kirk. <laughs> uh, Mark. Also, Christian McCaffrey hasn't been quiet for a few weeks. He was ridiculous. <laughs> he's been quiet for the jags in your defence. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very quiet. Almost anonymous, you'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, pick a Buffalo Bill. Uh, Joshua Patrick Allen. Oh, okay. Um, Every time. Who, what do I do? Never lets you down, Pat. That's why. Literally let you down in week 11. Damn it. In fact, the only other time I can see him on this screen is in red. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Oh, God. We didn't oh. think this through. No, we didn't. <laughs> I'm going to go with the only player that seems to be on an upward curve. Uh, Chig Okonkwo. Whee! Not a great name. And if you see, and if you see picture on my Twitter feed when Chig Okonkwo does something good, and it's two tacky looking celebrities that you don't recognise, um, you you'll probably find that it's um, Chanel and Ziggy from a series of Big Brother several years ago, who were dubbed Chiggy in the in the media, um, right. and it's and it's a niche reference that I'm sticking with as long as Chiga Conco's career at the Titans lasts. So <laughs> there you go. Nice. Um, right, where where on earth are we? Right, that's Jerry Judy, Garrett Wilson, Christian McCaffrey, Christian Kirk, Josh Allen, and Chiga Conquo for touchdowns. Come on, Steve, we'll do it. We'll do it one day. We might not do it one day. Have uh, Ginsters stopped with our sponsorship, so we've stopped that spot. Or do we want to discuss that as well? Uh, okay, we could do that. <laughs> that means I have to put the jingle in. <laughs> the Long Snapper Podcast, worst game of the week. 
by Ginster's Pasties. Broncos <laughs> Cardinals. There you go. Done. Yeah. 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 Uh, Any other business? <laughs> that was easy. Any other business? Uh, who's who's going to start? Rich? Um, I just got a quick one, which is something that made me sad today. Uh, one of my favourite breweries in Bristol who started up during the pandemic have survived all of that and they're having to shut down their production because of all of their rising costs. They just don't think they can afford to keep producing their own beer they're hoping to brew with partners for a while and hope that that holds things over but yeah new sound park really gutted to see them uh, have to go down this route and hopefully once all this shit show is over they'll be able to come back and get back on their feet i think i was having this conversation with last night with somebody um that it's become a very saturated market and regardless of covid or anything else there it's the alan partridge thing again of people like them let's make more of them and craft i think the the market there's just so many players in it unfortunately and while it's great that there are lots of small independent breweries um, there can't be as many as there are without something giving um, unfortunately that is maybe true but when the good ones are the ones that are going then it's a sad time i have but that I that's not how some of yeah. them will some of them will die off that are just making meh beer but it's not how the world works, sadly, is it? Sometimes some of the some of the good the good guys are the ones that that miss out for sometimes just more by luck than anything. Especially yeah. if, if making the better beer is costs more, and therefore they're more directly mm. impacted by rising costs. It's yeah, it's a real shame. They're just I just don't think they were established enough. They've been in the game only two years, and there are other breweries that are more recognised, and so you know they're still trying to establish themselves, and it's just not the right economy to to be doing that. Yeah, no, that is sad. Um, Pat? I've just realised we forgot to mention Pinot Sewell's catch, which uh, was <laughs> as beautiful as it was unnecessary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, well done, Dan. That was an extra element of a joy. Um, I had rubbish flu, and I caught it at a family gathering in North Wales that I didn't want to go to. So I've spent... The second half of last week just kind of feeling resentful and recovering, and uh, I don't recommend that to anyone. <laughs> I always like the idea that it's it's such a British thing to to blame people for getting ill because you or blame the person that you caught the cold or the flu from, um, and then COVID came along and sort of normalised it being acceptable in a, a slightly different way or normalised it happening. Um, but we're about back to it. I was like, "Damn you! You've given me, you've given me this deliberately." <laughs> it's the thing when it goes around the office, and enough people start getting it that they're trying to pinpoint who was the first person that seemed to be ill in the last couple of weeks, and then everyone blames that one person, even if they just had like allergies or something. Whose kids' school did it appear in? First? Oh yes, that too. Yeah. Stupid people having kids who send oh, their kids into school when they're still ill and giving it to everybody else. <laughs> Are they the, the kid who was sick and didn't stay off twenty four hours? Like the the mandatory minimum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of keep a lot of people came away from that event and have subsequently been rough. I don't think many of them had to have three days in bed like I did, but um, yeah, I don't wish it on anyone. My back still hurts. Um, but nothing to do with wiping your ass, luckily. 
no, no, <laughs> just uh, residual flu. Um, Mark. So does anybody else suffer from this? Like as I alluded to in any business, I think last week maybe I was talking about how much I was enjoying the World Cup and how it's you know like the group stages have been excellent, what, what? really fun to watch. What? What? Well, exactly right. <laughs> and then as soon as you get knocked out, I couldn't give less of a shit about it anymore. <laughs> Done. Like, yeah, as soon as as soon as I'm knocked out, it's like you know it's crazy that there are. I've watched so much of it. And there are three games to go that are the two semi-finals and the final. I couldn't give any kind of fuck. I don't care who wins. I don't care who plays well, who scores what. It's like it weird. Like there's no other competition. I think where I get so into it, and then as soon as you're out, you a- absolutely don't give a shit. I'm I... sure there are better people than me that still continue to watch it, but I just couldn't give a flying. I'm gonna get. We talk, we mentioned this last week, but ignoring completely the Qatar stuff, um, yeah. I've got quite I've got quite into it as well, um, but I didn't like, I I wasn't that bothered about England losing. I I, I thought I I expected it, and it just I was I, bothered at the time. No, I don't, I'm usually I'm, every other every other major tournament I think ever I was annoyed and felt like that, but I don't really with this. I think the reality of the enjoying the latter stages of a World Cup is less is just that the games are fewer and further between, and actually generally aren't as good. Like some of the, the, the latter group stage games that are thick, thick and fast, like there'll be a good game every day that you might stumble across. The groups were brilliant, right? Yeah. They were so good, and I love the fact that I got into work and they were announcing the teams straight away. Um, and then you get that day after the groups finish, and you're like, oh, there's no football today. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit shit. Uh, but then, yeah, England England got knocked out, and like literally, the bunting came down at work, and couldn't give a toss anymore. Your your one French colleague is like, but what is happening? <laughs> we are still in the Z tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have not been this disengaged with an international tournament that England have been playing in for a very long time. Partly for reasons that I'm trying not to be smug about on this podcast but partly because... Is it because you've not been in the fucking country where they've been showing it for the last three and a half <laughs> they, years? They do show it in other countries Mark. <laughs> yeah, but not, not as much. Um, oh no, the, the, Americans, the Americans are all over this World Cup now. They were, they were really, really into it. Um, way yeah. more than I'd expected them to really be. Uh, but were the games I just... a reasonable time over there? Uh, no, the, the the earliest group games were like four in the morning or something. So you like gang up for like seven o'clock for the second ones and then 11 for the for the right, third. Okay. Um, but but either way, I just hadn't felt that level of engagement with this tournament until probably our last group game where I really enjoyed it. And then the Senegal game and then we get knocked out and, and I'm back to like, no, I just don't care. But way more than normal because normally we'll get knocked out and I'll, you know, I'll latch onto an underdog just to hope that like Morocco this time round I'd be like, yeah, let's let's get by. I just I didn't even know that the semi final was happening this evening until I opened ESPN to check on some NFL stuff and saw the score. I was like, eh, whatever. Argentina have won. I take it they were they were three 0 up. It seems likely they were going to win. I would assume so. Yeah. Um, what's what's my any other business? Um, Oh uh, well, I don't know. I, I um, we've got a lot of snow here at the moment. I, I went out last night and I walked back from the station, which was treacherous. 
Um, and it, well, not so much, mostly, tra- mostly that you, it's such an effort to walk in deep snow. Um, and every now and then, like there's a bit where you go, oh, I go under a bridge, there's no snow under here. Oh, okay, trot along for a bit. That's nice. Back to trudging through some deep snow. Got to a drop curb uh, where somebody had cleared their driveway completely. Uh, thought, oh, okay, nice little respite from the trudging through deep snow. And of course, it's sheet black ice, completely floored me, literally. Um, then, just to sum up everything about me, I am um, in a WhatsApp to the people I met. So, oh, I, yeah, stacked it on the way home, described the exact thing, and didn't notice until after I'd sent it. But Curb had auto corrected to Kern with a capital K. <laughs> <laughs> A dropped kern. Oh, a dropped a kern. Yeah. He's sadly so picked up by the bills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, I, I, I love you, Brett. I always will. That's a you point to always, end if ever there was one. You'll always allow autocorrective curb to kern. Yeah, I don't want to change it. <laughs> Even if the recipients of the message had no idea who Brett Kern is, it's fine. I know. You could say that you now need to kern your enthusiasm for him. That was pretty, pretty, pretty good. (laughs) Let's get out of here. Um, (laughs) Please. Please. Kern, but not forgotten. And you take a joke. Not these ones. Read the small print in your contract, Rich. We are definitely done. That's it. Bye. See you next week. Bye. of an idea.